Hello and welcome to this, the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm the Dog Father. Well, my, my real name is Graham Hall, but the Dog Father seems to have stuck after almost 15 years as a dog trainer. You might have caught me on television's Dogs Behaving Very Badly, or perhaps read one of my books, or even had me round to work with you and your dog one-to-one. This podcast is the place where I can offer you some detailed solutions to the issues that you're having with your dog, as well as hearing from people I've worked with in the past about what worked with their dog. Later on, I'll be catching up with a family I recently helped on the telly show Dogs Behaving Very Badly. But first, Kelsey's been in touch about her 16-month-old Staffy. Now, her email says, I'm unable to have visitors in my house due to him getting so excited and biting. He gets so excited that he bites wrists, and with a two-year-old in the house, I need to try and resolve this now. Now, we have a bone for him every time someone comes round, but as soon as he finishes it, he attacks them. We put him in time out as we have a baby gate, but he, he just doesn't listen. Now, if we pull him by the collar, he attacks us or he hides under a table and goes for us if we go near him to get him out from under it. I, I thought we might have got better over time, but there's still no improvement and I don't know what to do next. Right then, Kelsey, well, you sent me a couple of videos as well, which are great. Now, what I'm seeing in the video is, yeah, a pretty full-on dog who's sort of jumping non-stop and he's got his mouth open as he's doing it now. As he's getting excited, you're getting excited, everybody's excited, and I think that's a bit of a bit of a clue here for what's going on. So, so the first thing is, I know you're talking about him attacking you. He's not doing it in a nasty way. Uh, I think you'd be the the first to point out. He's not being vicious. Uh, I'm not looking at this thinking, crikey, you need to get that child out of there in a hurry. You know, obviously you you've got to be careful when dogs are around children, but. I don't think he's being, you know, vicious, let's put it that way. Like a lot of Staffies, lovely dogs who just are full of the joys of spring, (laughs) whatever the season, right? So what's going on here is he's jumping at you and he's exploring everything with his mouth. So we've always got to remember that dogs don't have handy hands. They don't have opposable thumbs. So from being little onwards, they use their mouths to just you know, discover what things like, what's it feel like, what's the texture, all of those things. Some dogs never get out of that puppy habit. And I think that's what's going on here. I think he just just has such a great time with everybody and he doesn't understand that it's a problem. So how can we teach him? I think perhaps you you might be sending out a few of the wrong signals. So you're very active yourself, very jumpy. Um, he just thinks it's a great game, you know. So I think if you can, I realise this is easier said than done, slow things down, don't be quite so active, don't fling your arms around, you know. Uh, and there's a, there's a certain element of like, oh, no, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, sort of going on. Try and cut that out if you can. By all means say no, but it's got to be in a nice, calm way. So ah, no as opposed to, ah, no, no, pack it in. There's a big difference, yeah? Let's have a look at what you have been doing. So you've tried timeout behind a gate. Now, that's interesting. Sometimes when you take a dog out, if we let them back in before they've calmed down, they just straight back to it, and then we give up too soon. So with the timeout technique like that, he's got a bit too excited. He can't think straight now because he's gone a bit silly in the head, basically, right? So timeout behind a gate, and you wait for a bit. Now, if he's gone calm a couple of minutes later, fine, let him back in. The reward for being calm is join the family. A reward doesn't always have to be a treat. Yeah? So he comes back in, Almost, I can almost guarantee that he's going to go straight back to being, well, a silly billy. 
Let's put it that way. <laughs> or something else beginning with B, right? You then go, right, you've blown it, you're back out again. So it's very much that energy of, yeah, you've done it again, out, as opposed to, oh, blah, 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 yeah? So what you're going to end up doing is going, every time you're excited, I'll put you out. I'm not going to argue with you. You're out. End of, not negotiable, right? Calm. Oh, good boy. Back in. Make your praise very calm too. Because with him, it doesn't take much to rev him up, does it? I can see that. So his brain then goes, okay, if I'm out, the only way I get back in is by being calm. And if I come back in and I get a bit excited, I'm going to get kicked out again. And I hate that because I just want to be with my family. So he begins to learn. You can be with a family. We can have some fun even. But you've got to stay calm. It's a bit counterintuitive for him. Everything he wants to do is excited. He's got to learn to just keep a lid on it so you've tried giving him a burn every time somebody comes around and that, that seems to keep him occupied i think is what you're saying but as soon as he finishes it he's at it again isn't he i, I i'm not sure that bone's really serving you i i guess you're at the stage where it's exasperating you know and it's just like anything for a bit of respite right but you know maybe that's keeping him a bit excited as well maybe he loves it i think we're at the very least you're not dealing with the root cause to see what I mean? It's just a bit of a distraction. But as soon as he's finished it, inevitably, of course, he's going to be straight back out here, isn't he? So I'm not sure that's the answer. At best, it's just delaying the inevitable. And I think this manhandling him thing is also going to be a problem. Dogs are very much like people in lots of ways. And we all have a level of excitement past which we cannot think straight, right? If you put any of us under enough pressure, sooner or later you see something out of character, you see the bad side of us, right? And I think what's happening with, with your boy is that once he's got super excited, you're trying to grab hold of his collar, and then he, he, he may well bite in a almost nasty way because he just doesn't know what he's doing. I'm sure if he does that, and you probably recognise this, afterwards he's like, I'm sorry, and I was a bit mopey and all the rest of it because he just got too excited to think straight. So the challenge in any of this kind of training is to just to slow things down, calm things down, give yourself and him a bit of time to think straight so that he doesn't get so excited he does something he'd kind of later regret. So there's two sides to every story uh, here. Um, and so when you've got visitors coming round, there's what you and your dog are doing and it's, there's what they're doing as well. So there is a bit of advice that you can give your visitors, actually, that that's going to help. Um, it, in essence do nothing come in um sit down and act as though he, he doesn't exist until he's being nice and calm and then i'll let you know you would say so they can help you by well essentially not revving him up doing not very much here's a little tip on ignoring dogs you'll always hear people say oh you're gonna ignore your dog so you're gonna fold your arms look up at the sky and turn around right <laughs> Well, it's ignoring a dog, but it's also a bit weird, frankly. And dogs have got a feel for what's weird. So if there's one thing your boy is going to do, if somebody does that, it's bounce around the front and jump up at them and try it all the more. Because he's like, well, this is a funny game. So I jump at you and you dance. Excellent. So now, ignoring means just, yeah, just that. Carry on talking to you, even if you can't hear each other thing. And just act as though he's not there. And he's on the radar when he calms down.
And last but not least, let's look at the bigger picture because we've looked at sort of tactics of what you can do when it's happening because that's the question that you asked me. But I'm always looking at everything that's happening around. You know, is this dog getting enough physical exercise? Is he going for a walk enough so he blows off a bit of steam, right? Is he getting enough mental exercise? You know, on those walks, are you occasionally calling it and saying, right, break time, have a sniff, do all of those things that just keeps your brain going. You know, there are games that you could play around the house. I mean, the easiest one is hide and seek with a few treats around the, the living room, for example. So are we occupying that big brain of his? Because we all know what it feels like when we've had, you know, a hard day at work. It's not always physical. So is he getting enough physical exercise? Is he getting enough mental exercise? If you haven't got those things right as well, those little tactics aren't going to work, sadly. Now, from a dog who'd rushed towards people to snap and bite to one who snaps to keep people away from him. Catherine Craig, thanks so much for joining me. I came round to help your lovely family on dogs behaving very badly because you're having trouble with your Chihuahua Hulk biting the two of you whenever you came near him. Now, he didn't act that way with your young children, though, did he? What was going on that made you make the call? Well, I think, Graham, it was... Um... We were getting a bit desperate, really. He was gradually getting worse. We just couldn't handle him or anything like that. And he, I mean, he's a little dog. I mean, great name, by the way, Hulk. I'll tell you something. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the day, but when the story first came to me from the from the TV producers, right? Right, you're going to go down to the West Country. You're going to see this dog called Hulk, and he's biting people uh, in the house. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What kind of dog is this going to be? A chihuahua. So, yes, a 10 out of 10 for for ironic naming. But little dog, big problem, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Definitely big problem, yeah. Um, Really, he's okay with the kids, and he always has been, but it's just towards us, really, that he's he's the problem. The first thing I noticed when I came in the door was how fast he is. I mean, he's he's ninja quick, and he was properly biting you, wasn't he? He's he's lightning quick, Graham. Yeah, yeah, as you've seen, he is really, really quick. And that obviously isn't easy. When you're trying to handle yeah. him or do the simple things with him, really, like just the basic thing, like getting him out of his basket and going for just out the door to go for a wee or to go for a walk. Catherine, um, I think it was really getting you down, wasn't it? That's what I sensed. It, it's just, it was incessant. Yeah, it, it was a daily, multiple times a day that we were being bitten by him and it was just awful. You had found one workaround if you did need to move him and that was... Well, basically, chuck him in a blanket and grab him. Yeah, that was yeah, definitely that was the blanket technique, Graham, which 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 worked, but obviously not not ideal. The only ideal thing about it was you didn't get bitten. Yeah, <laughs> it was a case of needs must, wasn't it? Um, I, I'm never judgmental, you know, with people because I always think, yeah, that's all right. That's not one of the official dog father approved methods in a book, um, but <laughs> but it, you know, it, it, it was the only way you could get him out because if you didn't get him out, he was well, he was going to the loo, number twos included in the house, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So throw a blanket over him, grab him and get him outside the only way you could do it but none of that was helping really was it in fact i think the problem was getting worse it was escalating it yeah definitely when was it that the problem started how long ago was it um you know when it began to happen well when he was six months old he was chased by another dog that obviously added to his he's quite a nervy dog as well so Mm. that added to a a nervous side and and it's gradually got worse there was another episode when 
I think one of the boys dropped, uh, I think it was an apple on the floor. And then he sort of got a bit aggressive. I went to pick it up and he got aggressive towards me and that sort of added to it. So it was it was a couple of things, really. Yeah, it's interesting that, that you say there was that little sort of nervy side to him because when you when you first looked at the problem, him really having a go at you and launching at you and biting you, you the last thing on your mind, I think for most people at least, would be saying, oh, there's a scared dog, there's a nervous dog, you know. But I, I sort of saw through that. Um but it's a busy household, yours. You know, I'm not surprised that you know at some point somebody's dropped an apple, for example, and spooked him. We can hear your baby in the background. There, so. <laughs> yeah, you're busy people. Um, you've got eyes everywhere, really. So it was all a case of sort of calming him down. Now, what what I spotted crucially, really, was that he wasn't so much being king of the castle, but actually, as much as you were scared of him, he was scared of you. Uh, was that a surprise? It, it, well, it certainly was to me, Catherine. And to me, yeah. It was sad to hear that he was scared of us. I often think it's easy when you walk into, or relatively easy when you walk into somebody's house and, and see things with a fresh pair of eyes, you know. Um, it's not what's going on here. I mean, the tricky bit is, is watching him and going, I think you're quite nervous, really. So it's a fight and flight thing. And some dogs would just rather take themselves away. But what Hulk was doing was was coming forward. I think sometimes perhaps he felt himself backed into a corner, whether that was in the sofa or in his bed, you know. And, of course, the blanket thing, even though it was a workaround for you, that was making it worse because he's like, they're going to come and get me, you know. So to, to put a bit of training in, the first thing I was thinking was, well, if we're coming towards him and he thinks that's a problem and it triggers him, maybe can we encourage him to come to you? And then maybe, maybe we could build a bit of trust. So that was the that was really the thinking behind, you know, the technique that we put in place. Let's just talk about the technique because actually the technique itself could not be simpler. I've mean, just got tiny little cubes of cheese. It started with me doing it, chucked it on the sofa next to me. He came towards me, so he's getting rewarded for approaching yeah nothing bad's happening so he's not quite like this so i'm up in the ante by dropping the bits of cheese a little bit closer and closer often people will get treats and just throw treats at a problem literally you know a dog's been let's say aggressive or whatever it is and it's like no come and be a good boy there's some there's some food it's a good boy look it's cheese yeah he then makes the connection i'm behaving badly and i'm getting cheese for it what's he going to do it's going to get worse isn't it so we took all the fear out for him because nobody was launching at him and we gave him a reason to come forward so the the moment he got the food was when he's doing something we wanted i.e approach us you know i was really pleased to where we got to on the day i remember that moment where he catherine he sat on your lap for the first time he climbed upon your lap and you didn't know what to do with your hands because you're like i don't know whether i should stroke him yet or not really but it was like he's not done this for two years so i'm like well it, pretty it was like an instant calmness mm. that was the biggest thing when it sort of calming everything all the situation dying it was brilliant. So I think if there's one thing that comes out of this is when you've got a nervy dog and you've got one of those situations that's all coming at you literally quicker than you can run away from, slow things down. It's too easy to get into a situation where, in effect, the dog's rushing you. If you can think of a, of a method, uh, something like we did on the telly, that just slows things down and rewards the right moments... And and that calmness being the key thing, then you you're on a winner. So that, that's so, yeah. another big key, Graham. The the rewarding at the right moment, isn't it? So if he has a little sort of barking episode, or we we say stop it. Soon as he soon as he stops, 
he's rewarded with a good boy. It is important because, like you say, you could reward him for being at the wrong times and that, for saying the wrong things, and he's mm. being praised for doing the wrong things. It's a, it's. I tell you what, that's an interesting thing that you raised there because as the human thing is once if your dog's being naughty and you you tell him off, I mean you shouldn't go over the top, of course. So exactly as you said, ah, stop it. You know that'll do. If he stops and you carry it on, which is what we do as humans, right? So you've got, oh, no, stop it or whatever. He stops. You're then looking at him with a face like thunder going, you little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, right, if I, if I growl and threaten, I get told off. And if I stop doing all of that and I'm quiet, I'm still getting told off. Humans are weird. Whereas what you've described, you're, you're right, I think you've picked it up from, from what we did together, was if you if you do say something like stop it and he calms down straight away you then need to go ah oh, good boy you know and of course you can't see me now but my face is beaming a smile yeah. <laughs> so so he then goes ah growling bad but being quiet good well anything for an easy life there was one thing that i picked up on on the, on the time and catherine as it started to go right you tensed up do you remember because you're anticipating that he was going to bite you and i'm like ah great perfectly understandable you do that i mean great because i've seen it because <laughs> i was there but it's not helpful for hulk because you got to this really delicate point where he's beginning to trust you things are okay he's coming nearer and then suddenly you turn into this tense person <laughs> yeah he, he's like, i think uh -oh. he can pick up on my fear most dogs do, and particularly with the owners. So it's it's one of those situations where it was that was going to go one way or the other. He was either going to go, no, it's okay, it's fine, because you calmed down and you looked okay again, yeah? Or he's like, what was I thinking? For two years I've been attacking these people because they're scary, and she's gone scary again, yeah? So sometimes, you know, the old well-worn cliche of the only thing that you have to fear is fear itself, that's, that's true, you know? Yeah, cause I, and again, with the boys, when they were touching him, they go in with no fear at all to stroke him. Whereas when mm. me and Quake were stroking him, we were going in with like real wary hands. Yeah, it's true, you know. I, I, I often think when I watch people with a dog, when you're nervous of a dog, which, you know, it's perfectly understandable. And again, I'm not being judgmental, but in my head, I can just hear the Jaws music. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you're being all like, and it's like, dum, 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 you know. I'm sure Hulk can hear it too. Whereas you're right with the boys, it was just like, hello, Hulk, hi, I'll pick you up and have a bit of a cuddle. He's like, oh, you're all right, you're fine. You're fine, I'm fine. Any questions for me? How's things been going? Anything else? You, well, while you've got me, you might as well ask. There is one thing, Graham. So in his basket in the morning, now, it has improved. You, can you remember he had like a little cat basket? I remember. Yeah, yeah, like a little dome thing. Yeah, so in the morning when I come down and let the dogs out, so I sort of gently tip it and he, he has got better. I'd say it really? was 20% better. But if I, in the daytime, if I wanted to get him out of his basket to take him for a oh. walk, that's a problem. Because oh, he, really? he, he's not moving. I Can you remember us saying, like, because he, yeah. he's very much on his terms, but I yeah, just wonder if you had any advice. I know you said it was like a double-edged sore because he was in his basket. and mm. but... You said it, he felt comfortable. His, his space, his basket. But then yeah. I think you said on the day that at the same time, because it was an enclosed basket, mm. he was sort of backed into a corner. Yeah. 
with it. So we don't, when he's in his basket, Craig's got his morning routine of getting him out. But when he's in his basket during the day, because we've got rid of the blanket, we don't tend to, we sort of just leave him in his basket. We don't yeah. attempt to get him out because right. gotcha. we don't want to get bitten. He's not willingly coming out. No. Okay. Right. It's interesting because I've forgotten I'd said that, but as I was listening to you now, that's exactly the same thoughts came into me head. If you haven't seen it on the telly, you, you should know it's a it's a little little dome thing. Is it? it's actually a cat basket, I believe. So um, so it's all enclosed. It's like a it's like a mini a mini teepee or a mini yurt. He's like glamping in your living room all the time, isn't he? Because um, because he is so posh. So the problem with that is, yeah, it's very difficult for you to get your hand in and perhaps behind him without invading his space. And it's very much become, this is my place. Now, it is a double-edged sword because when you've got a nervous dog, you do want them to, to have a place that, that's their sanctuary, that they can chill out in, right? But on the other hand, you want to be able to sort of sort of maybe, you know, get behind him just to go, come on, mate, out you go. Uh, and if you do that in that dome bed thing, I, I just think it's causing a lot of conflict. He's literally backed into a corner yeah, in his own bed. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon I would swap for another bed that's open, just a nice cosy dog bed that's a similar sort of fabric if you can find it. So it, it seems familiar. It's it's upholstered and and padded, yeah, but an open one, right? So you can go in there, snuggle down, but when it's time for you to say, "Come on, then out you go," you, you can maybe move your foot behind it, so your foot just sort of encroaches a bit and sort of nudges him, so he's got an escape route. Because that's the problem with the one you've got. If you need a nervous dog to move, give him an easy option. Give him an escape route. So if it's if it's an open bed, that gives you the ability, doesn't it, to just get your leg behind. And again, take your time. What what I'm not trying to describe here is is sort of brutalising some dog like you will be getting it. It's just like I've moved my leg there. You come in. No, I'm not. Uh, come on, move. You know, and then, oh, good boy, lovely. And always, always that praise when he does it. And I think then we're, we're redressing the balance. With all of these things, anything I put in, I'm always trying to rack my brain. What's the downside? Frankly, the downside to this one is it's probably a bit less cosy than what he's got now. That's true. But I think sometimes you've got to move the slider a bit. I think we have to take that hit of a little bit less cosy environment, but we've given a bit more power to your elbow and then everybody will be happier in the long run yeah so when he mo- when he moves is that a treat again when he moves out his basket treat good boy could be a treat could be a treat or just a good boy right so he does seem to be quite food orientated doesn't he so the little bits of cheese worked to treat when i was there i tell you what i would do though i'd drop the cheese when he moves right in other words what you don't want to do is go look the cheese the cheese the cheese yeah right? that's and right then try and get him to move that really doesn't work it's kind of like bribing him so i'd get him moving and then as he starts to move it's like oh what do you know surprise and that's interesting because i have been trying to bribe him graham and you're absolutely right it don't work <laughs> no that's it it's the it, I mean, there is a time and a place for luring a dog into position that's what we did on the sofa if you think about it but for this i'd be switching it up and i'd be saying mate you do the thing first you you do the job first and then i'll pay you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. That, that, that yeah. does make absolute sense, yeah. I'm really pleased for you. You're a lovely family. He's a lovely dog, really, despite the fact that he didn't look that way when I first met him. But <laughs> um, keep at it. You'll be there, won't you? Brilliant, Graham. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for all your help. You're welcome. And next time, don't name your dog after a superhero who turns green and goes mad when he's triggered. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Well, thank you again to Catherine and Craig for catching up with me today. Holt made great progress, and you can see it for yourself by catching up with his episode of Dogs Behaving Very Badly on My5. Now, there are new episodes of the show every Tuesday on Channel 5 too. Now, what does your dog do that worries you? I hate the thought that you're struggling alone, so why don't you send me an email or a voice note to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com and I'll do my best to help you out in an upcoming episode. And make sure you don't miss a single episode of Talking Dogs by subscribing to the podcast. You can leave a rating and a review while you're there if you fancy as well. Until next time, take care of yourself, your loved ones, and of course, your dogs. Bye for now.